everyone. This is a podcast about all things wellness and well-being. And today we have Kelly with us. Uh, she's a Reiki practitioner and a practicer of uh, different kinds of modalities to open up the heart and really connect with ourselves and start to listen to who we are and what we need to do for ourselves. Uh, Kelly, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's an honor. So let's start with just your background and how you got into the kinds of practices that you offer right now. Yeah, um, it's always an interesting question where you would think I would like have like a precise answer to answer, but every time I was just like, hmm, where do we start? Um, I say the really conscious journey embarking on this began in 2012, um, where I had just been through a huge weight loss journey. Uh, I've been getting into meditation and yoga. I was finding myself into amazing teachers like Neville Goddard um, and Dr. Wayne Dyer, starting to get more into the law of attraction, the way energy works, how of our intention and our focus. And so I found myself meditating a lot, um, spending a lot of time just in the sunshine, raising my vibration, uh, focusing on what I wanted. And I received this, my first clear audience download um, very clearly that said, look up healing modalities. You are a healer. And I was like, what the heck was that? Um, I was a little scared. This is, you know, like when, when these clairs are, you know, these different city superpowers can start to come online, it could be a little jolting, you know, it's like, it's not our norm until it's our norm. Um, and so I listened and I Googled healing modalities and I came across Reiki. Um, and then two days later, I very auspiciously came across my first teacher um, in a Barnes and Noble. And that began the journey of receiving Reiki. I'd say about a week after my first session of receiving a healing session, um, I received my next download that said heart space. <laughs> And immediately I knew that this was, one, I was an entrepreneur by, by nature. So it's always the, how can I present in the world and do the things? And so I got HeartSpace and I said, oh, okay, HeartSpace is going to be the thing. And I learned as I continued on my healing journey that it wasn't just a name. It wasn't just a way to present myself or the HeartSpace isn't just what we need to open. It's a way of living. And so it really started this journey of, listening to the heart, following my intuition, I find that those are tomato, tomato, you know? Um, and that led me to intuitively going to New York without a plan of where I was going to live or how I was going to, where I was going to work. And things just continue to unfold as I continue to just take the next breadcrumb. And here we are, what, eight years later? Practice after practice, layer after layer. <laughs> yeah. And that's a very nice story. Um, so what are some of the practices that you hold dear to yourself and practice for yourself? Oh, there's a lot of practice coming through this woman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was, in, um, I was in a session with a client earlier today, and it was really refreshing to go back to the message I was coming through for him, um, that I find we're always mirrors for one another and here we need to like, there's sometimes the best practice is just to go back to the breath and just hear that like 
all the other practices enhance that basic of the breath. Um, so meditation and breathing is one of my go-tos. You know, I, there can be times where I check where I'm like, have we had a day of just a meditation day? You know, like really just cut everything else out and just no other practice other than just breath is one of my favorite go-tos. I find the most clarity comes through and opens the gate to what practice or what the next step is with that. Um, Kundalini yoga and Reiki are um, in dance. The three of them really, I guess, make my pyramid um, of this of the stability for me. Um, every morning I have a practice of Kundalini, Reiki, and dance right now, and they kind of get intertwined into the day. How about you? Um, sometimes I focus on my breath. Um, I find that I'm always scanning for how I feel. So when I feel like something's too much or like I don't like what's happening or I'm just not feeling great, like I try to really slow down my breath. Mm. Um, and I like to sometimes just play music and like lay down and that provides kind of sometimes as a background to just me relaxing and sometimes for actually like getting in the mood of the music. Um, I used to dance a lot, um, but not recently, but I just kind of um, always check in with how I'm feeling. Beautiful. So yeah. that's, that's what I can share at this time. So good. Yeah, it's, um, we're in week five of the eight week uh, transformational journey I'm doing with the women right now. And we've been doing, incorporating a lot more movement going in. And it's been fun where it's encouraging me to record more of my movement practices. And I don't know if you're familiar with the artist Landrell. So he's amazing. I feel I should start to get paid for how much I promote him and share him in the world. Landrell, if you come across this too, I'm coming for you. We're going to create together. Um, but he's an amazing mix of hip hop, poetry, mindfulness, meditation, spirituality. It's incredible. Um, and this morning I recorded both me singing and then a dance to one of his songs. Um, and he commented back and it was very exciting. Um, so you just feel like the passion's coming through it. And so, yeah, I love the fusion of music and the power of music and movements. Yeah. yeah. So, Movement has been really helpful for me and I've seen it be like really inspirational and like super helpful for a lot of people. Um, but I find that I've never like done movement by myself as much. So I find that movement is more connected to community to me than like other practices. So I haven't really done it on my own. Well, if you would like to join a movement practice, um, I can definitely get you a guest pass at least one time. Um, I teach a class on Tuesdays at 10 Eastern time um, through virtual Shala. It's called Stoke Your Fire. It's a mix of drumming, dancing, uh, and breath work. It's okay. really yummy. Yeah. Thank so, you. Yeah. Moving, moving groove. You can do that. And then obviously anyone listening, if they want to come stoke their fire, they can come join us too. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so let's talk a bit about Reiki. Um, I've seen that Reiki is a practice that really called to you. It kind of made sense as a, a big expression uh, for you. Um, if you could tell us a bit about what it is, how does it work, and just kind of an intro into what is Reiki. Yeah, totally. Thank you. Um, 
So Reiki, Reiki is two Japanese words that are brought together to make one essence. Uh, we have Rei, R-E-I, which means universal life force. And then we have Ki, K-I, which is energy, prana, chi, whatever you wanna call it. And so when we bring Rei and Ki together, we get the universal life force energy. And so when we're working with Reiki, as a practitioner, we open ourselves up to channel the universal life force energy. And whatever we place our focus upon, we're then allowing that energy to use us as a vessel to be poured upon the area of focus. And this universal life force energy is all knowing, it's omnipresent, it's pure unconditional love and light. And so when we're working with it, it knows exactly what it needs to do to help restore balance to mind, body, and spirit. And so it's able to support us in physical healing, in mental, it's fantastic for helping shift mindset, um, letting go of a busy, chattery mind, just kind of bring us back to tranquility. And it's also amazing for releasing stagnant energy and emotions. Emotions are energy emotion. So if they're stagnant, it's going to help to release them and get the energy moving again. So as a result, it helps to raise our frequency um, because we have this higher universal life force energy moving through us, uh, this kundalini energy, the prana. And so we're able to see life a bit more. Oh, a blue jay just came and perched up on the window here. And it's a really powerful, one of my favorite animal totems. Uh, meaning like focus, the vision, like the dream. So it's beautiful. It's coming in right this time. Sorry, medicine woman. Now it blew away. Medicine woman. I can't, I can't not mention it. They were like, <laughs> <"Name> it. <laughs> so when we're working with it, when we're at a higher vibration, life can just look different. I like to call it living in high definition. You know, the colors can seem more vibrant. We're able to just be attracted to more of the beauty and be more in attuned with our higher self, a higher version of ourselves. That's just more connected to the universe, unity with all that is, um, and more of a positive energy. Um, so the way it works, um, it always looks very anticlimactic when people ask me, like, what is it that you're doing during a session? I'm like, you really want to know? They're like, yeah, I really want to know. And I'm like, okay, here it is. <laughs> and for those who are listening to audio, I'm just holding my hand, my palms up. Um, mind you, there are times that there's an intuitive guidance of doing some extractions. And over these eight, yeah, eight years now, nine, eight years, um, you know, my practice has evolved, just like we all continue to evolve on our journey. So there's other techniques and visions of things coming through and I'll incorporate. But for the most part, it's just being a vessel to let the energy do what it needs to do to help us elevate into a higher state. Yeah, I'm sure that must be a, a really amazing practice for yourself as well. Just kind of yeah. the, the state of being, not only letting go, but kind of like so accepting that you're kind of taking in whatever is available around you and then sharing it. So many things happening at once there. Yeah, it's, um, it's such a gift that we all have available to us. That's one of my favorite things. You know, when I really started to take on the teacher, you know, hats when I'm wearing that, 
you know, it's like, we can all do it. I love, you know, if someone feels called to receive a session and do that, like, please, by all means, I would love to serve. And you can do it too. And you can, you know, give yourself this gift every day, multiple times a day, and really become your own best healer as well. Um, so it's always a blessing. And, you know, there's days that it comes through and it feels so strong. And there's other days I'm in the practice and it doesn't feel like anything, but it's like, I know it's doing what it needs to on a very subtle level because there's so much more than just the physical body that we're experiencing in all these energy fields. So yeah, it's such a gift. So on that note, could you talk a little about just how Reiki works? Because there's different levels of ourselves. And I know that Reiki can sometimes feel, as you said, anticlimactic for both uh um, the clients and the, the person that's giving it. So maybe a little about just how does it work? Yeah. So there's so many different, like you said, layers of where it is working. Um, we'll begin a little bit more grounded, a little bit more in the body of what's happening. When an individual begins to receive Reiki, the mind goes into beta waves um, so we're able to hit a meditative state. It's kind of like a cheat code to going into meditation without having to meditate. Um, so the mind and the more a being is able to surrender and open themselves up into the, you know, the experience, the faster and deeper they can go. The mind still might come in, have a little bit of monkey mind here and there, but there'll still be those times. I love when someone comes in, they're still a little skeptical. I'm like, oh, come, come, come. You're my favorite. Like, let's let it go. So we have the mind that goes into a meditative state. The body also goes into homeostasis. So when the body goes into homeostasis, it's going into a regenerative mode. And so when we're in that state, the body's beginning to heal itself, which is supporting to let go and any ailments that are happening can start to be rewired. When there's say an energetic pressure that's happening. That's happening a lot for people right now, whether it's, um, you know, well, we can, a whole nother conversation and topic, but ascension symptoms, you know, just new amounts of energy pouring into our bodies, the energies of everyone around us, or just our own inner stuff that we're working on. We can have pressure and energy stuck in our, in our field. So when we're working with Reiki, that can help to untangle that. Um, like yesterday, I had a woman who had a migraine for two days. Um, and so we did a session and I could just feel the pressure you know, in her, in her mind and around her head. It was more in her third body, which is your emotional body, uh, the lower mind in the third body, the emotional body. And so we really focused on sending Reiki into that space and clearing the dense energies that were weighing on the field. Um, and within 20 minutes, migraine's gone. Um, so it's, it's all just energy. So we have the physical body and then we're going through, I do a lot of work in the emotional body, the third body. Um, so in those spaces during a session, many will feel a strong dreams-like state. Um, not sure if they're sleeping, not sure if they're awake, not sure if they're dreaming. Um, they may have like a conscious stream of thought going like very quickly, um, seeing film, film-esque kind of thing, seeing colors, um, feeling sensations through their body. 
every session is completely different for every person every time. Like if you and I were to do a session right now, if we did like say a distance session, we come back on and we chat and then we go back and do another session, it would be completely different for both of us because it's always responding live time to what you need. So if someone is needing something more in the subtle, a little bit more energetic, it's something that's a little bit more gentle and subtle, well then it might be a slight shift that they feel during the session, but then it could ripple out through the rest of the day or over the course of the day. So it really depends on the person every time, but we're working mind, body, and spirit. Yeah, thank you for breaking that down and yeah. um, for mentioning that sometimes you don't feel a big shift or change right away, but it definitely um, kind of, you could feel effects later on or like something definitely kind of shifted at some point. For sure. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask about the um, benefits of like doing Reiki more on like a, a longer term practice because um, I know sometimes you could just go have one session right um, but I think you offer kind of like multiple sessions because um, yeah. um, maybe that's a better way to approach it so I wanted to hear your opinion about that yeah thank you for asking this it's um a question that's coming up more and more as I'm having these conversations and just awareness is key I think um, so Reiki's like drinking water having a glass of water amazing it's going to do amazing benefits for you drinking it frequently and consistently it's going to have a bigger impact um that's why again i'm pro get attuned and be able to have that energy flowing through so you can give yourself the gift of it every day um however that's not for everyone here and now when you go on it's funny that you mentioned like on your site you have more packages Right now, I don't know when this gets um, launched, but for right now, for the next week, single sessions are available on my site. Um, we did a masterclass last night on intro to Reiki and what training looks like. And so we opened up a single session for right now. Um, if anyone's listening to this, I'll extend, you can like email, um, you can email Brittany, you can email the HeartSpace team and we'll extend it to you um, if it doesn't line up in the time it's published. Um, but typically what I have in set up are in sessions of three. You can do three, you could do six, nine, 12. And the intention of working in a session of three is that we work through a cycle. Three is a really powerful number. Three is a pat number associated with the Holy Trinity, mind, body, spirit. We know this as, you know, man, woman, baby, so something new being birthed of a three. It's also the pyramids. Uh, you have the triangle, and it's symbolizing beginning, middle, and end. So when we work in the sessions of three, we really can move through a cycle of whatever it is that you're arriving with. Like I've had over the last six months, a lot of people have been coming either with releasing like an inner child trauma um, or have really hit like a depression dark night of the soul that they're needing to have a phoenix moment to get through i've also had a lot of women coming with either fertility um or just womb healing and that's the kind of stuff where again we can do a session and it'll be something but if you're showing up and you're like let's move through this like let's clear it you know so there's the beginning middle end i do have agreements with those that i work with 
once they've gone through one cycle of three, if they wanna do single sessions for maintenance, then you know we have those conversations off of the platform. But my recommendation to anyone, you know, if they feel called to give themselves the gift of working with Reiki and simply being a recipient, whether it's with me or with somebody else, um, even if they don't tell you, you know, this and they're just like, yeah, come whenever you want, I would recommend doing set three sessions and mapping that out if you need to. If it's someone you're working with and you can't do afford in this time right now, they don't have a sliding scale or something of doing like three 60 minute sessions, see if they'll work with you for like three 30 minute sessions, find a way and make, you know, some kind of agreement. We're all working with spirit. There should, you know, if you find yourself going to someone, I, my prayer is that they'll find a way to make it work with you. But my recommendation would be to begin with a series of three minimum and then take it from there. Thanks for that question. Of course. Um, I'm glad you explained that as well. I think that makes a lot of sense because there's so many modalities and, you know, maybe you want to try something, but there's uh, also confusion around like, how does it work? Like, what's the best way to approach it? And will it actually like do something for me? Or am I just kind of like hopping around? Um, so I think Reiki can be very powerful and like is, and I think the three uh, sessions kind of make sense in the, the transformative kind of looking into whatever you're, you're looking to work with to like create some kind of transformation through that. Um, that's a really nice way to look into it because um, nothing really will like trip. I mean, things will shift, but I think if you're really working with someone, um, you want to like help transform whatever's happening in you in the longer term. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's again, and I'm not discrediting, like, as we have this conversation, I think of individuals along the path I've had like a single session with, you know, and it's always powerful. I'm not discrediting the power of a single session to anybody. Like do what you can, get your dose of whatever feels right. But especially right now, the times that we're in as we're gearing up for 2021 and the energy shifts, like we're not like everything must go sale, you know, like, like this is such a potent, fertile time, especially as we're in October and we're going into more like the time to curl in and be like in a little bit more of the hibernating the hermit mode to really like clear house. Um, this is a really beautiful time to just see what have we been holding on to? It's time to go. And this is a nice way to do it with a little bit more ease and grace. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I've done so many different modalities and playing them all and everyone has their own field um, and their own special sauce of what works for them. I just know that out of all of many of the medicines out there, this is one of the most gentle in my personal experience. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk a little about how Reiki is different. Um, you, you were mentioning about trying out different modalities and maybe you could talk about the, the fact that it does feel more gentle and that it can be more of a longer term practice. And just what are the differences uh, that make Reiki stand out? Yeah, so 
I mean, one of them I I find is that it's accessible to everybody. You know, it's something that we can all facilitate. It's something that, I mean, I'm beginning to work with kids and attuning kids. This is something that is so innate in all of us. So it's just, it's simply tr connecting us back to our direct, let's go to source. Um, so it's beautiful in the way of it's very accessible. It's so easy to just, you know, when you're attuned, just something happens, just rub your hands and just sit with it. You don't have to go to ceremony. You don't have, to, you know, it does, it's accessible to you in your training and everywhere all the time. And similar to all the medicines, when we're working with spirit, spirit always knows what's best for the highest, greatest good. You know, with Reiki, it's pure love and light magic. You, know, you can't do harm with Reiki. That's I've had so, a good amount of level two students where you can just tell their, their heart is so pure, you know, where they're like, I'm scared to practice on anybody. And I'm like, okay, cool. Why? You know, like, like honored, whatever you're feeling is what you're feeling. That's cool. Like, I don't want to mess anything up. Like I'm going into their energy field and I'm just like, you're good girl. You know, in this case, I work with men too, but then in this case, they were all women who were having this phobia. And I was like, remember Reiki is pure unconditional love and light. We can do no harm with Reiki and it's always working for the outcome of the highest, greatest good. So of all the different modalities and practices we can go with, it's one that is really simple to drop into. Once we're attuned, it's always in our field and we can come back to very easily. We don't have to get into a car and go anywhere for it. We don't have to look for the shaman. We don't have to look for it. We are the shaman. We are the source. Um, and it always just knows what it needs to do. She's so gentle and just feels so yummy. Um, very, very, very gentle. And after, you know, your initial sessions and getting attuned, it's, it's on tap all the time. You don't need anything other than simply your hands and your intention. That's wonderful to hear. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to turn the conversation a bit about um, the topic of heart space and healing from the heart. Yeah. Um, so I'm not quite sure, um, you know, what you talk about when you say that. I mean, I have my own idea of that. And, um, you know, I can think about heart and like the heart, the space of the heart and like love and like connection to the spirit and just uh, feeling connected. So that's kind of where I'm coming from when I think of heart. So I'd love to hear, um, your your own connection with that and why you like to use the word heart space and just yeah. that phrasing yeah i mean your definition is pretty solid i think that covers it moving on i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> but you're deeply connected to that those words and you I'm know totally, yeah i'm totally kidding i'm totally kidding uh, i You'll learn just in further conversations as we go. If, if I'm not being playful and I'm not, you know, if there's laughter not happening, we're not doing something right. Um, this journey is supposed to be full of fun and laughter and play, in my humble opinion. But what do I know? I don't know anything. We're all, we know nothing. Uh, <laughs> so heart space came to me um, 
as I mentioned before, is the download initially. Um, and I really began to learn that it's a lifestyle. And similar to the number seven, um, that began as an homage to a dear friend who passed away. He had a seven tattoo on his hand. He passed away. I put a seven tattoo on my back. That was a big catalyst to this journey, the learning the significance of the number seven and how it goes. The significance of the heart space is similar. It just continues to grow and grow and understanding how pivotal it is for our evolution and for what a portal. I mean, you know, I'll, for those who are listening, I'll know your experiences or studies in portals and jump, you know, being able to kind of open to these auspicious spaces that we go and just kind of lose track of time and space and move into these different timelines and really move into these cosmic fields. The portal of all portals, similar to accessing Reiki and kind of going into, you know, that being the portal of all portals that we can find is the heart space. You know, we have this being, we have the seven main chakras that are running up and down the spine and the spine is our spiritual communication channel. The all the chakras are working in pairs together. So we have the root and the crown working together, the sacral and the third eye, the solar plexus and the throat. The heart stands alone because it's a badass mamma jamma. It don't need nobody. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a sovereign being, but it's also standing by itself because it is the connector. It's the bridge to the lower chakras, which are more associated with the physical realm, the body and the uppers, which are more connected with spirit and you know the upper realms. So the heart is our bridge, the connector of being heaven on earth. So as we're connecting into the heart, we're able to really say, oh, this opens. And as you were saying, you know, really allows us to connect with spirit, connect with all that is, connect with one another and being in the space. It's this access point to being with our head in the clouds and our feet on the ground, connected to everything seen and unseen. Um, and it's our best inner compass. You know, as we listen into the heart, it's so wise. The voice is so quiet, but it's so wise and leading us, you know, into what's truly our divine blueprint. Um, and I learned, I think it was like, I don't know, I think it was like two or three years into my Reiki practice. I don't know how this got passed. Um, but the chakras in our hands are directly connected to the heart chakra. Um, and so when we're working with a practice like Reiki, where we're extending our hands and you know, placing our hands or letting the energy flow through our hands, it's directly connected with the heart. So the more connected we are with our heart and allowing ourselves to receive that and have an open bridge and portal, into that the more power it is that we're truly healing from the heart aka healing from from heaven on earth yeah that's really nice to hear about that from you um i didn't know about that connection but it sort of makes sense because our hands are such um uh like a tool a way to express ourselves and to um like very actively like creates right they're like these creation machines <laughs> and i think <laughs> when we're working with energy of course it, 
through our hands would be one of the best ways to do that. Um, it's like, you know, all those cartoons where you have um, those fighter people, like in the Asian cartoons, they have like those beams of light coming through their hands. Yes, it's exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> you like Rikini's and new branding a little bit like that <laughs> but instead of a, a like an Asian fighter person it would be like a, a woman blonde hair blue-eyed woman yeah and in, in, a, in a big dress <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it I have a couple of amazing creative friends uh in graphic design we're on it you'll be the first person to <laughs> yeah um so could you share some practices that really speak to um, the kind of lifestyle that you're talking about, where you're really um, paying attention to your intuition, as I would kind of say is connected to that voice that you were talking about. So a lifestyle that is really focused on um, listening to and building the intuition and heart connection. Yeah. Whew, that's a big question. Um so many ways and you know i feel the question is so simple yet complex in you know our everyone's inner compass and guidance system has its own roadmap we're all heading to the same place but everyone's map and guidance is going to be different you know so when it, in questions like this i'm happy to share some of my own practices and for you and anyone who listens take what resonates and leave the rest but there's always a slight resistance in myself to share anything where it's just like ask yourself you know or it's like you got this like you you have answers so that's one of the practices that i tune into and i really empower those that i work with is to drop in and ask yourself what do i need what do I need right now? What do I want? You know, like, am I doing this and bringing it into decision-making if we're going somewhere, we're having a conversation with someone, tuning in and asking, why am I doing this? You know, is this, am I doing this because this is what I really want to do? And not being afraid of the answer. Like if it become like, there's time still to this day where I stop and it's like, why am I about to go do this? It's coming from a place of fear that I'm not going to be liked or I'm going to lose a friend if I say no to going to this or I'm going out of this wanting to people please or, you know, and like really getting real with myself to then tune in and say, is this for my highest, greatest good? Is this truly what I want right now? Dialing in, connecting to my heart, connecting into that communication line with my highest self, with my guides, my angels, that's available to all of us. And really getting clear of where, where are we going? You know, is this best for me? And honoring the sacred yes. If it's a yes, giving the yes and enjoying it and really honoring the sacred no. If it's a no, let it be a no and trust that. Um, it's been a huge practice for me, just being clear dialing in and asking and being okay with the answer, trusting that like nothing's going to be lost in saying no to something that's not truly coming from a place of your alignment and your desires. And when we follow that, yes, there's so much to gain, even if it doesn't make sense logically, 
you know, if there's that, that pull from the heart, there's a sense of excitement, but it's also grounded. <laughs> you know, like there's a very big difference of us just being like, this is amazing. And like jumping off into something, you know, really this, I feel an excitement and I've grounded and I've tuned in. I'm still hearing a strong, yes, yes. But this doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter. It will in time. Yes. Go. And taking those leaps of love. You know, just taking a leap in love and, and moving in that has been really big um, in serving um, for sure. And prayer was really big for me. Um, I am so in love with prayer. <laughs> um, you know, and every day praying for clarity and just showing me how can I serve spirit, use me for what it is that I'm here to do, bring me to the places I need to be, the people I need to talk to, have the conversation I need to be had, use me as a vessel for what it is that you want to have come through. Thank you for the opportunities. Thank you for the this and that. And in prayer, saying it from a state of it already being fulfilled. Um, and then of course, praying for others, holding it in my highest vision, um, is another really big one. Throw some Reiki on all those prayers and manifestation practices. Um, but those are two really simple practices that I feel called to share in following and just trusting ourselves. Thank you. Yeah. Um, in your prayers, um, how would you phrase the statements? Yeah. Um, so it varies, but there's, I really enjoy, you know, great spirit, universe, all knowing what, you know, goddess, whatever is coming through in that moment. You know, I like to state my name. There's one indigenous elder that I study under Auntie Ivy, and she gave me like a prayer cheat code one day, um, where it can be really powerful for us to state our name. Um, and our parents and our grandparents. So that would be like me saying, you know, all-knowing beings of the highest power. This is Kelly Keefe, daughter of Greg and Karen Keefe, granddaughter of Kitty and James Keefe, Doris and Walter Grip. I come here in prayer. I come in asking for clarity, for intention. I'm here thank you, asking for, you know, blessings of et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And what that's doing is, <laughs> I loved her definition, where she's like, if you think about it, when we pray, we're sending it up, right? And there's so much power in calling in and invoking and praying to the archangels and to like Yeshua, Jesus, and like Buddha and all these people. And please do. It's amazing. But as Auntie Ivy was sharing, you know, she's like, listen, a lot of people are calling on them. They're busy. But if you can like dial into your ancestors, like your family, your lineage, who know what's up and they can definitely have your back, not many people are calling on them right now. So they can give even more attention and focus. So you can think of it when you declare that and if you call in your ancestors who are in the light, and I like, I want to specify this, your guides and your ancestors who are fully in the light who are in alignment with your highest greatest good at this time 
these higher realms, they really like, they, they'll be specific. They don't like to mess with our free will. So ask, you shall receive. So we can dial into that. It's like they're all just kind of like hanging out, like up in like the, the all-knowing space. And they're like, hey, you know, so-and-so, your great-great-great-granddaughter just uh, put a request up and it's, it's your lineage. Do, do you want to come get this? They're like, hey, I'm not doing anything else. I got this. What are they up to? You know, like, so there's a nice way to narrow it down and really work and connect with our um, ancestors and our lineage in that way. Um, so it's one realm of playing in prayer. So thank you to Auntie Ivy um, in the uh, New Zealand for, for that. Um, really, really special soul. And then other times I just state it as a thank you. Like I'll look at, let's see, I have one prayer on a post-it that I have right over here. I like to put post-its all around my house. So just as I walk by, I'm in constant prayer. Um, I have my altars around and I have constant prayer around. So this one says, thank you, great universe, for leading me to the soul clients and opportunities that are in alignment with the highest, greatest good and my truest soul contracts. Thank you. Um, you know, so it's just, it's always being a lighthouse. The prayer I look at as a lighthouse of I'm simply in the light. I'm acknowledging the blessings that spirit is always providing. And I'm just saying that my thank yous. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And when it comes to a time of feeling a need, feeling that fog, feeling that clarity, that's when I really go in and, and name this is, hey, this is what's up. I'm calling in the squad. I need some help and providing offerings. Putting out water, putting out food, making some offerings out to the trees outside, um, you know, giving so we know that we can continue to receive. That sounds really wonderful. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you for sharing that. That's a really nice uh, personal practice. And I love that you kind of surround yourself with the kinds of messages that you really wanna um, be focused on. Cause it's like, you're always focusing yourself. And um, I was speaking to someone earlier and they were saying, you know, the mind is a very powerful tool, but often we don't focus it. So it's very good to have like little, uh, little ways to, to focus it and to stay on whatever track we wanna like stay on energetically. I'm not talking about like specific like goals or anything, but just general energetic like mood being. Totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah the frequency, it's uh, ener energy flows where our attention goes. And exactly. there's, there's the, the fate frequency where we're just kind of living without intention and flowing. And then there's the destiny frequency where we say, hey, I'm in my core. This is the frequency I know that I want to show up in the world at. This is where I can pierce the veil and make an impact. And that's where I'm going. That's, that's the new world. Yeah. Um, one last question. I wanted to ask what is currently inspiring you? Ah, yeah. Um, there's so many things. That's a pause. It's like, that's a weird space to pause, but I'm, just such a passionate person with so much flowing through me right now. Um, five, five, five. <laughs> um, so I'm really inspired. Um, I'm starting to work with kids more and more. As I mentioned, um, I'm teaching a workshop next week that's activating Reiki superpowers for kids. 
Um, I tuned a kid to Reiki last weekend, just effortlessly out. We were out on sacred land and it needed to happen. Um, so that's been really exciting to just see more team coming together and talking about what education needs to look like in the new world. Um, and creating music and, and adding dance to it, really moving in the creative expressions. Like this heart loves devotional singing and loves to dance and bring all the layers together, the transmissions of spirit. So playing in that space of my inner child wants to just roam free in and share that with kids who are super tapped into their inner child because they're still in their child state has me so lit right now and fuels the, fa the passion you know, to keep, keep the heart space pumping boldly. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, especially like to work with kids, right? Um, on the one thing that you like really love and kind of see how it comes out in, in someone who doesn't have to like, you know, think about the things that we need to as adults. <laughs> Slightly different phases in life, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there are uh, animals and kids are really tuned in. You know, it's, there's not as many levels of skepticism that have been placed in them. They're not programmed. So many of us, you know, in these generations, we're in the process of unlearning and unwiring and deprogramming and then reprogramming ourselves with, you know, what our truth is and being able to tap into more of our mystic superpowers that are available to everybody. Kids are like, hey, you know, you're really powerful, right? And they're like, yeah, I know. It's like, hey, do you know, like, you could like rub your hands together and like heal stuff? And they're like, yeah, you're right. I can. You know, there's just like, <laughs> Like there's no, like, there's no filters yet. And they're in such that perfect state to just say, hey, rather than having to heal them and like reprogram, it's more the, hey, you know who you are right now and you're how magical and amazing you are. Don't forget everything that you know of yourself right now is true. And let's work to program their mind to focus on that track so they don't have to do all the work that we're all doing of healing ourselves. It's easier to raise a healthy kid than to fix a broken man, as they say. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I also love the idea I heard earlier of, um, um, uh, years ago, I, I was reading a lot of Osho and I was reading a lot about like the concept of enlightenment. Um, and he was talking about the fact that like, um, uh, one way around about understanding enlightenment is basically you're you're a child and then you grow into a human like more of an adult you know you have like other kinds of thoughts and responsibilities and ways of being um but really someone who has reached this phase of maybe we'll call it enlightened but maybe just a phase of just being in, in the right space and like feeling who they are and really connected with who they are. They're really like learn to be that child that they were, but with the additional force of, you know, their fuller self. Um, so I love kind of thinking about that sometimes that really we're, we are always that child that we like grew up um, we just need to like be more of that. <laughs> yeah. Let it out. Let her out. Let him out. Let them play. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
Thank you for that. Sure. Well, thank you so much for joining me. It was a really uh, great pleasure to speak with you. Yeah, likewise. Thank you for creating this and putting this platform together for, you know, all of us on the same mission to be our best selves and help each other rise during these times. Uh, thanks for bringing us all together.